Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger Legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, it's a freaking awesome day today. It is. You know why? Because we are past the loss, and we have one of the best running backs to ever play at Wisconsin. Absolutely. And you know how uh, bringing the tail back on gets me all hot and bothered. So uh, we have one of the best. Possibly one of the fastest dudes to ever go to Wisconsin, maybe on this earth, Michael Bennett. Michael, thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for having me. Again, it's been a pleasure watching you guys, you know, develop uh, with everything you guys have going on. And, um, you know, I just, again, I just appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, getting a chance to speak some uh, some Badger football, some life, and uh I'm ex- you know excited about this upcoming season, even though we we took a loss <laughs> at, uh, on Saturday. But you know, again, um, coming out the gate, we normally start slow. And I know last year I got to that Penn State game, and it really made me hate Penn State even more nowadays than you know to lose to them the first game of the year last season. But to open up with a win, to come away with a loss this week, again, you know they're still trying to uh, you know put some things together. So, like I said, we normally are a second half team, regardless if it's you know uh, during the season or during the early during the season or later during the year, we always come out a little sluggish. But I, I think they'll get it going sit here pretty soon. So, so Mike, let me fanboy you quick, okay. because um, when I signed to go to Wisconsin, I didn't really watch much college football because we played Saturdays. So yes. the Badgers play Saturdays. I didn't watch much. And then I went out and had a lot of fun at nighttime with the guys <laughs> after we won a game. Yeah. So I didn't watch much college football. And then, my, you know, we went and visited and I sat on a, you know, a table with AD. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I met you. Who knows? But yeah. Ron just graduated. Yeah. And you were the guy. Yeah. So I got to watch games. So the first time watching all the games, mm-hmm. you were the running back. Oh, so sweet. I was like, okay. man, this guy is awesome. Look at how fast yeah. he is. Like, yeah. I'm going to go block for him. And then I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was, like, but my, it was my fanboy moment. And Mike, yeah. I know I'm going deep here, but yeah. you signed a jersey for me. Oh, really? You signed okay, a Minnesota sweet. Vikings jersey that traveled all around college. And I yeah. think I might have it still. Right. It might be at my parents' house. <laughs> Still got the tags on it and everything. Yeah, so, uh, that's cool. That's cool. It was, it was definitely a, a heartwarming moment for me. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, that's <laughs> sweet, welcome. man. That's... This is going to be awesome. Just want to remind you guys real quick, we are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline continues to be the number one spot for all of your number one sports wagering needs. Football, baseball, Basketball, hockey, esports, golf, tennis, you name it, they've got it over at betonline.ag. Plus your favorite Vegas casino games, props, parlays, you name it, they've got it. Head on over to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to get a 50% welcome deposit 
welcome bonus i should say on your first deposit that's betonline.ag bet online where the game starts michael i mean we, we, we could start with how many how many badges have ever have, have ever hit 10 flat or below in the 100 i'm a track guy bernie will tell you this oh well, yeah, it's like you demi Amali, and like one or two other dudes you know what i'm not sure i, I remember i think like if they weren't football guys i remember regitorian uh was there um other than that I, i'm not sure i know we had some fast guys on the team and um it was just it was almost like you could take guys off the football team and make three, two to three, four by one teams and with just with raw speed. And some had track background and some guys just could run. Conroy White was one of them. Chris Chambers. Uh, I know Lee was really, really fast. Uh, we had a couple of like Mike Eccles. Uh, I mean, we just had guys that was just flat out raw just fast and with different techniques and things like that if they were to pursue it we could have had i would say a national championship by just a football team of guys in a four by 100 relay so yeah dude you're so fast like <laughs> i don't think people get like what a 10 flat even looks like no the yeah. fastest i think you are i think you had the record for the uh, fastest 100 time for an nfl player ever while you were in the league right yeah, so it was uh 998 and then plus the 2000 season I was uh due to do to go to the Olympics but I wanted to focus on football. And that was just kind of one of the highlights of everything. You know, moving forward football was just my gift. It was where I wanted to be and uh track was just kind of one of those things that kept me in shape, kept me running and uh kept me active, but I love uh what Ed Nuttycomb had in our track program. And to see, uh, you know, guys going from football to track was just amazing. And uh, it, it worked uh, to its benefit for me. We, we've actually we, talked a lot about nine Ed Nettycomb on this podcast. It's, it's very strange <laughs> that how many times Coach Nettycomb has come up. Let's go back yeah. to football, though. Let's go back to your childhood. Now, you Definitely. went to high school in Milwaukee. Did you, yeah. were you, are you born and raised in Milwaukee? No, so I was originally brought up in the South, Mississippi, and I, you know, traveled around uh, Florida, Memphis, and then I landed in Wisconsin, I think, uh, seventh or eighth grade. Uh, and then after that, um, you know, went to Milwaukee Tech and, uh, you know, did football, did track, um, soccer, baseball. I mean, you name it. I just had my, you know, uh, kind of my body and everything that I could do for sports wise. Uh, the only thing I didn't take up was golf and I kind of hated that, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, so just going to Milwaukee tech and just being a, uh, a huge fan, you know, my, I had two uncles that played professionally before I did. So I looked up to them and that was just my goal. Whether it be, um, you know, on the defensive side, because I played cornerback, I played linebacker, I played everything on both sides of the ball, um, except defensive linemen and offensive linemen. Um, but a funny thing is my high school linemen were kind of like my size, and all they need to do is just get in front of a guy or get around the edge just enough to shield them off so I can hit the corner, and, and it was over from there. What, what age did you start seeing, like, football becoming what you wanted to do? And when did well, you start you know, playing? I, I I was always an aggressive kid. I was angry. Um, <laughs> and football was my only outlet to really, like, you can go out and tackle somebody and hurt them and not get in trouble. So I just was like, okay, football is it. So 
as I'm seeing my uncles play the glorified positions, getting the touchdowns, I'm like, well, you know, this is what I want to do. So I started out at like five. So flag football, T-ball was boring. Soccer, we really ran too much at that time. So I'm like, no, I don't think I could do this. Because even though I'm gifted with speed, I just need a burst. I can't run the whole, what do they run, like 90 minutes in soccer or something like that. I cannot run that whole time as fast as I want to. So, um, again, as I progressed, football just became that passion. And I watched you know, guys like Walker Payton, Barry Sanders, and as I'm coming up, I'm like, wow, I love this position. You know, these guys get the ball, they run, they do all these moves, and they get the shorter speed. And I became obsessed with that position, and luckily it worked out for me. I, I'm, I'm going to go completely off track here, Burn, because <laughs> okay. do you think – like I, I personally miss when like running backs really mattered in the NFL, like really mattered in the yes, NFL. Yes, do you, do, yes. do you miss that too? Like, I, I miss mean, it. Think about like 2002. I, you're in the Pro Bowl, and who are the other dudes yeah. were there with you? But Danny Tomlinson and like yeah. all these like like oh, what? Yeah. Chris Holmes. Like all yeah. these dudes are just like, Larry legend. Johnson. I mean, it I was a a group of guys, and I say to this day, even though I was in the same class with Ladanian Tomlinson as we were drafted, you could see the difference of you know the fullback, the type of offense that we ran at once Wisconsin. We had two massive tight ends that was bigger than the doorway. Like, and that was what I missed about being at Wisconsin. I mean, the linemen were so huge. And I think uh, like when I first got there, I saw Aaron Gibson and I kept rubbing my eyes and I was waiting for my vision to become normal, but it, it was normal. And I was like, wow, this guy, I mean, was massive. And I even uh, myself and I think it was four other Guys, we all stepped in like one leg of his jeans at one time. And I thought that was the funniest thing ever. But um, to get back to your point, uh, it, it was just so, wow. It, it, I mean, it was just an incredible feeling. I mean, just to be there to see those guys. And um, as football just started to take off, for me, it's like that's what I wanted to do. So I looked and I idolized guys like uh, Marshall Falk that could do every position. Um, and that's where my mindset was. But at Wisconsin, like I look back at my stats from a long time ago. And when I do other interviews and just talk about Wisconsin football, I think I caught two passes in college. And everything else was run, 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 run. And that's all we did. We had, uh, I think Chad Coons was fullback at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, Ron had Cecil and Chad. And then Bernie came. I mean, you know, it was, that was football to me. Like, line up, we're going to smack you in the mouth. Regardless if it's, if it's one yard, if it's two yards, the big one is going to pop because we had that. The, the guys that would just lay on you and lay on you and lay on you. And then as you see, the holes just got wider and wider. And you could just hit your head on the goalpost with no effort. Well, with a little effort. Yeah, well, uh, okay, a little effort. But, listen, you know, let's not say that it's not just some like random dude off the street running through those holes. Well, that this is, is Michael true, Bennett running at, through at those At the same holes. time, it was you just needed just a crack. And I think, you know, Coach Alvarez, which always – bring him in as the epitome of coaches because he built that program from like nothing. I remember looking at like the 
programs. Oh, go to Wisconsin. And you're like, wait, what? Go where? <laughs> but then as as Brent Moss and Terrell Fletcher, and then you start hearing the run, Dane, you're like, wow. And then the stadium is packed. And it's like, well, who would where else would you want to would rather go? You're a local kid. This is the this is the biggest program in town. And Madison shuts down on Saturdays, and that's that's what you wanted, you know. And it just turned out again, like I said, to be a great opportunity for me. Was Madison always number one for you? Well, you know what? It was but it was Big Ten football, but my heart was set on Florida State. I had offers from Florida State, um, uh, Michigan. I, I can't stand them, by the way. But yeah, I can't it's just oh man, it's just every time I see them on TV. Uh so Ohio State. Uh, SC, Notre Dame, Florida, Florida State. But I always knew I wanted to go to Wisconsin. I had a uh, Texas, and I think it was uh, Texas A&M because I was, they were one of my favorites at one time. But I always knew in the back of my heart, like, this is where I wanted to go. Um, Wisconsin is where I wanted to go play football. But you take the other visits just to go see what it's like and experience other campuses. But at the end of the day, you're a local kid. You're 45 minutes, 50 minutes from home. What a place to, you know, to kick your career off at. Um, you had coach, you were coached by Brian White. CB oh, yeah, Dove. Coach White and, and all his bubble gum. We used to sit in the <laughs> office and just chew, 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 chew until we got everything uh, to perfection. But Coach White was a great coach. Uh, I still follow him to this day. Um, and then I think uh, Coach Mason was the wide receiver coach at the time. Um, and, uh, I want to, oh man, who was the old line coach? He was Huber. Yeah. He was a mean, mean dude, but I loved his passion. Like when the lineman got something wrong, we ran it over and over and over till you got it right. And he was just that, uh, another one of those passionate coaches. Yeah. So when you show up on campus, who, who's your host? Well, you know what? I have, like I said, I haven't been back in a while. I don't have a host. Normally, like I just, you know, I've been talking to Mark Peeler uh, for the last few weeks here. Mark is always been, you know, our go-to guy um, for his things as yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just within the program. And I just recently just kind of reached out to him. But I haven't been, like I said, the last game I was back was Penn State. Um, uh, Mike, Mike Jackson ran track with me, um, at the Striders in Milwaukee. And so he was my contact, um, from then to, you know, get tickets and stuff like that. But as of right now, um, oh, you said my host as yeah. when I came. Like when you took oh, your official I, visit. Oh, okay. So I had, uh, Darnell Thompson. Um, he's gosh, a Milwaukee guy too, right? Uh, no, Darnell was local. He was from Madison. He was? So, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So Darnell played linebacker. Yeah. Uh, and Bryson. Bryson was his brother. Um, Cecil was uh, there. And it was, I think it was, I want to say Eddie Faulkner. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but, and then Carlos. So I had a, ho- a lot of guys that I was kind of being. That's a you solid know, group. Oh, yeah. That's a crazy solid group. Yeah. It was a good group of guys. And, uh, but, you know, basically showed me around, showed me the campus. And um, it was, you know, I mean, it was love at first sight. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't say no. So. So you show up, you're like, man, this is me. I love Wisconsin. I love Madison. Yeah. I'm a Badger. Yeah. What's it like when you show up and you're like, I'm a freshman? Like, well, what is, what lost, does that feel like? Well, you're lost because without <laughs> foot, the football team, I would be like, hi. I would be that weird guy. Hi. How you doing? 
Um, but without football, you were you were lost. And um, I just think it's a whole different world. You think you're ready for it, but I think by the time as a freshman that you need that one football season or that time to really get acclimated to, you know, being on your own, the academics, the study habits, knowing where to go. I mean, what's Madison is a big campus and you have to go up Aspen Hill in like November, December. It's like, oh, well, you think I can sleep in today or something <laughs> like that. But um, at the end of the day, it was um, it, it was an easy transition due to, you know, just having the sports and just being excited about being there. Right. You couldn't you couldn't do crazy things like students. The students did like you were very structured. Oh, uh, you had to be. That's that's be. the big thing about our, our, you know, I would say our program is once you come there, you see the structure. You you have so many leaders in so many different areas of the team, whether it be from the equipment guys, whether it be from study hall. I mean, Nancy, uh, what was her name? Last name, Nancy Gabius. Gage, she was the oldest tutor in Madison at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like my favorite person. Like she was like my grandmother to me. And I could go and talk to her about my classes and things like that. But like you said, the structure was the biggest thing. And just the the camaraderie with the guys. I mean, you had guys from all over, even uh, like, you know, guys from New York. Um, we had guys from like Jersey because they would always be like the Jersey accents. Now I get it. Um, and so the New York way of guys, now I get it um, as I've gotten older. But yeah, we had guys from all over. And I think the mixture of men at that time was so much gelled together. It was just that brotherhood that you just it, it just pulled you in even more. And as when I left my junior year, I hated to leave because as you transition to the NFL, you you don't get anything like what you have in college or high school because guys are out there battling for each other. It's not like a paycheck. But, you know, now with the NIL deals, it's like, OK, I'm, I got to do my thing. But at the end of the day, back then, it was totally different. Guys, you know, even now to this day, they put it out on the line for each other. But we had guys. I mean, it was when you looked in their eyes, you knew. Like we were just, we just bled Badger football and we wanted to go out and, and prove that we were worthy of the accolades that we were receiving. That's a, that, that, that's beautiful and so true. And so I'm going to take it on, actually, no, I'm going to take it. Who were the guys in the locker room? Were there any like one or two or three guys that like, stood out as like really embodying that culture that you're talking about? Well, I believe everyone stood out. I think every group stood out. And again, being an offensive guy, you kind of hung around offensive guys. But the guys that we had, like the offensive line, like it's almost like they went to the bathroom together every time. All the guys, you know, here at training table. Oh, and let me just say, I have never eaten that way in my life until I got to college. I mean, steaks chicken, whatever you want, and you can take it all home. Like, I mean, it was a buffet of unbelievability, but I think each group had their own significant input as being the role of the the leader of the line, the leader of the defensive line. And also we had like guys, um, oh my gosh, I mean, I have to to think back. 
we had some guys like Ross Kalaji on the defensive line. We had guys like Wendell Bryant. We had um, his last name was Burke, um, Tom Burke. Tom now, Burke. He was the only guy on the team that if you said the wrong thing to him, he would drag you around the whole locker room. And he would just be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But he had a personality that he was like quiet, but he was a mean guy. And when he spoke, you listen. And that went along with, you know, other positions. But he's one of the guys that really just stood out. Um, and you can go on and on if, because it was so many di uh, different guys. But again, it's been so long for me. Um, I have to just, you know, sit to myself and think, well, who was here? Who was there? But at the end of the day, I think each position had their leaders. Um, Eddie Faulkner was a great leader. Um, Ron was a great leader. Ron led by example. Um, and I, I believe Eddie led by example as well. Um, and But when they needed to be vocal, they were vocal. But the offensive linemen, I think they were just like big, um elephants in the room and it was like when they roared everybody would shut up and listen because you know they were the guys that just was the big meaty guys and it was it was just a beautiful time literally a herd of buffalo yeah like oh, yeah, those dudes <laughs> herd of buffalo it's funny heard, you heard of buffalo on mopeds that they are definitely too big to be riding Dude, wait, you know what i think that was another thing that shocked me the weight limit for those mopeds when i got to school i'm like wait a minute the back of the moped is down and it's still moving it, it probably couldn't get up to 50 but it got them to where they needed to go <laughs> well they used to tell uh, all the parents that um What's his name? You just met him in the tackle. Oh, big, uh, Gibby. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gibby. Yeah. There I go. Gibby can fit on this. And a spree. Yeah. yeah, it was a spree. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's like a, not even a 50cc spree. <laughs> and it, a spree for everyone listening is like the smallest scooter you could have got. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. somehow he, as the largest human, was on that scooter. Yeah. I just find yeah. that to be like some yeah. of these things you don't ever forget. No. And that's one that I would never forget too when they said they had to have two helmets. And then insert another piece just to fit his head. And I, I mean, humanly, I don't think, I mean, yeah, that was that was one of the wildest things I've ever seen in my life. But they customized, Rydell customized that helmet for him. Yeah. For exactly. one person. Yeah, for one person. It's and unbelievable. All these years, one guy. <laughs> it's like having Shaquille O'Neal feet. You know, yeah, for true. all these years, you have one, yeah. <laughs> one helmet. Well, it's funny. You mentioned all these guys that we play with, which yeah. I think is so exciting that we have like that overlap. Yeah. One guy have a question. Have you did you play with Casey Robback? Yep. I mean, I played with Casey, um, Bill Ferrario. I mean, again, I have I mean, Dag Rath uh Rask, oh gosh, I can't even pronounce his last name. Dag Rask Racks Lift, Rackcloth, Rack, but he was a tight end, 87, Sig. Um, I mean, we had tight end linemen. Like these guys, and I look at the hybrid guys today, I'm like, no, they wouldn't last in when we played. <laughs> They would not laugh. No. Okay, they would be a wide receiver all day long. Travis Kelsey, I love him. I mean, he's a great, you know, receiver, but I think he's a wide receiver. Tight ends are like just baby linemen to me. And we had like giants, you know. Sigmund but, was yeah. not a baby lineman. No, but he but he was a tight end. <laughs> I know but it's scary. Was, yeah. And it was like, man, I mean, I was I, I remember I think we went to, I think it was Michigan. And Sig was screaming and yelling. He's like, we just going to go out here and do, I can't you know, say all of his words. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we got the point. And we went out 
And I mean, it was just an all out, just bloodbath. And at the end of the day, we lost the game, but we felt good because like we felt we dominated enough to win the game. But again, they watered the grass. We think a night before we had the little small cleats. We were slipping mm-hmm. and sliding. We had to change shoes during the game. So they set that up. But at the end of the day, again, I still hate Michigan, but you know, we, you know, we, they I definitely think, did that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 100% <laughs> they did that. I just so, mentioned because now Casey is working for the universe, working for the football program okay. at, in recruitment, which I love. Yeah. You know, I just think it's so cool that all these guys have come back to well, I look, be a part I, of the program. Definitely. And I look at a guy too, uh, Al Johnson. He was our center. Yep. I played with Al and Al was like one of those, uh, like he would drive it. To me, Al would drive a tractor to work and have like, you know, chew everywhere and get out, go in the locker room, get dressed, tape his fingers up and just get ready to go into a brawl. That's out for me. But to see him now uh, as a running backs coach, it's like, wow, you've blocked the running backs all your life. Now you're getting to see it where we saw it from. So, yep. yeah, I think that's totally incredible. I think it's it, it really shows um, the program and how well that not only recruiting, but the guys that come back and the guys that they allow to come in and coach. And I think um, – I think Ross is part of the the, mm-hmm. the weightlifting, or he the, he's the head. He's, he's a D-line coach. coach now. D-line yeah. coach. Okay, well, yeah. So, but again, just to bring those guys back and for Coach Chris to give those guys a chance to really elevate. I mean, look at Jim Leonard. I mean, he's one of the most sought-after player coaches in, in, in forever in our school history. Like, he's wanted in the NFL to come and be a D, a D coordinator just because of his masterminding at what he does on the defense. And I tip my hat to him because, um, you know, most guys just after they're done, they're just done. And it's bittersweet um, for a lot of players, you know, when you make that transition, but just to get back into coaching, I think that would be coaching. Would, it would be hard for me just because of the relationships you build with the players and you hate to see them go. You hate to see them get hurt or cut or something like that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's part of life. It's part of the, 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 the business of football. And I think I just still haven't come to accept that yet. Well, when also you mentioned uh, Al just taping his hands up and going yeah. out there, if Ben Johnson was my cousin, oh, I would my. go out there and take yeah. my fingers up and big, punch big, any big. one of the face. And, and you have <laughs> to think, I mean, and like I said, you just you're refreshing my memory because I mean, it's so many guys that at that point when I was playing that had come through and we could play shuffleboard with any of our linemen. All of our linemen knew every position and you could have somebody at one position one week, switch them over to left half of the next week. I think the versatility of the program and I look at now they brought me in as just a pure athlete. Chris Chambers ran a stutter and go on me. I did a 360, fell down. And by that time he was at the goalpost, I chased him. I did my job, but I wasn't built for backpedaling. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, uh, Then I think I was, uh, they tried their safety, but my natural position was just with the ball in my hand and it worked out for me. But it just shows you the depth of what we have. And I look at the young kid there now, Braylon, at being a linebacker 
And then by somebody getting hurt, well, he played around back in high school. Let me see what he can do. And bam, here we go again. But it just shows you the recruiting um, of, of, the, of Wisconsin, of the program, what they go out and look for in terms of every position, but they always find those gems to where we can put this guy anywhere and he'll show up and play on, you know, Saturdays and hopefully someday on Sundays. I mean, look at Cal- look at Calvin Barrett. He played offensive line and defensive line. I yeah, mean- exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Look at look at JJ. What what, what was JJ? He was JJ a tight end. JJ was a tight end. Yeah. Um, so was TJ. TJ was a tight yeah, end. Exactly. You know, follow my brother's footsteps. And now look, I mean, uh, I think the only one was uh what's the uh the fullback? Uh, Derek. 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 Yeah. So I think he just stayed at a natural spot for him. Yeah. And that it, it suits him well, you know. It suits him well. But I would say that you, know, you gotta think the culture has been built. Basically, when you were there, you mentioned Fletch and like Moss. But previous to that, there really wasn't that many guys. Well, it wasn't. It was. I mean, if you look at the history of Wisconsin, I mean, you know, and I look back in the stands when it was like, you know, a high school game or not. Well, it looked like a high school game, but not a big one. But it's at a college. And I think once Coach Alvarez took over, he set out on a mission and it grew and grew and grew. And now it's just like every time you look on a TV, the Badgers are in the top tier of basketball, football, uh, track and field, girls, soccer, girls, this, girls, volleyball. And I mean, it's just I mean, it just it, it, it has really exploded. Even the campus, like you go back on campus. And I, re- I don't remember skyscrapers. I don't remember these really nice luxury <laughs> places. The Towers was the place to be or Regent Street. But at the end of the day, now you have like, uh, oh, I mean, it looks like, oh, gosh, what do you call it? Like Michigan Avenue in downtown like Chicago or something. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the KK is still there. So the KK is like still the there. There's some Wando's, Wando's is still there. there. Yeah, Wanda, There's yeah, some places yeah, that, we, uh, believe me, I sat I sat in Wando's for a lot of time this weekend. Um, <laughs> but, well, like, I, I think I think the culture of the running backs room will forever be there because of yeah. what guys like you did, Ronnie, yeah. me, yeah. and so many others. I mean, it's you're basically passing the baton, not to make a track pun, to somebody else. The next, you did it to AD. And Every then, year from AD to Calhoun, Calhoun well, yep. yeah, AD, uh, it was a uh, somebody, the last name Smith that was there, Dwayne Smith, a- AD, Dwayne Calhoun, Calhoun AD. PJ Hill, yeah, to, uh, you had Zach Brown, John, yep. big play, John yep. Clay, yep. Yep. uh, begat Monty Ball, begat James White, began Melvin Gordon, begat yeah, Corey Clement, at, <laughs> begat look. Jonathan Taylor, begat yeah, Braylon Allen. Now, it's yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. You, you, you can't write it no better than that and every guy has played uh has you know went on to the next level and, and really i mean just taken off but mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day I, like i always tell myself i wish i would just stay one more year because when you go through the numbers and i i missed two games my junior year which and still I, had almost 1600 yards yeah and i think I could have had, <laughs> more than 1600 I was, man, yards i, I could have got 2000 in one year or more yeah, but I go down the list of the guys and what they've done. I look, my time was my time, but again, I really think we are the awesome. We are RBU. Let's talk about that 2000 season because yeah. 
you guys, like, your offense was explosive, but everyone got hurt, like, all the time. The only yeah. guy to play every game was, coincidentally, Lee. He was the yeah. only guy who was, who was all of the skill position players, who was able to play every single game. Wait, that was yeah. also the, the, a lot of people a, got suspended, it, too, the shoebox. Yeah, the shoebox. Yeah, that yeah, was shoebox. Shoe so, but, like, Man, so. Wait, is that still around? It, it's still around. It yeah. is. Oh, wow. And guess okay. what? You can go in there and, and say you played a sport and they'll give you a discount. <laughs> All right, cool. Because I've done it. I'm like, dude, I'm 20 years out, but can I get a discount? The guy's like, sure, 10%. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll give it to anyone if you ask. Yeah, so okay. I think they changed the rules. <laughs> Two questions. A, I think that you, that team had you... Chris Chambers, Lee Evans, and Nick Davis on it. I think that might be the fastest team of all that that's ever been in Wisconsin. Uh yeah, I think that was the track team there. But we have some other guys too now that was like, you know, sub ten. I mean, I well, think Jamar was, was on that team too. Yeah, Jamar was on there. Uh, Conroy White. Uh, God, Mike I'm Eccles. trying to think of the yeah. other skill. Yeah, Mike. Like we had again, we had A, Burners. B, and they're actually the regular track team would have probably been like a C group because we just had pure speed. Well, BJ Tucker um, was there too, right? Yeah, BJ. I forgot about BJ too. Yeah, and BJ was like my arch rival in high school. <laughs> yeah, I still owe him he another was fast one too. 50. Yeah. So <laughs> talk to us a little bit about going from being the, you know, the number two guy as a, so yeah. as a sophomore to being the guy as a junior. Yeah. What was that transition for you, like both like on the field and like mentally and in terms of like as being a leader on the team? Well, it was funny because it was like doing spring ball and I had a, an amazing spring and I was like, wow, okay, well, this is my opportunity. But then it was like, run, dang. I'm like, man, that's got a good ring to it. And I started trying to put my name into it, but I just thought that all season after Ronnie left and I got a chance to, you know, go into spring ball and compete. I, I, I really wanted it. I wanted it really bad. And, um, uh, it, it came at, at a great time for me. And I think Carlos Daniels was there, uh, Eddie Faulkner. Um, I think, yeah, Roger Williams. We had a, a really deep group at that point in time. But to be able to come out and take that position, um, I still felt young. Um, I still felt um, really not as, uh, as you would say, I was still a little right. You know, I really wasn't a seasoned veteran to taking over that role like that at that point in time. But as time went on, as, you know, you have the Eddie Faulkners, the Carlos Daniels, you have a, a great running back room. And that running back room helped me embrace that role because it's a lot of nerves to really suit up. Now, instead of a thousand people, you got 60, 70,000 people. And Ron's shoes were definitely a deep hole to fill. And you really had to pick up where he left off. And I'm just thankful that it all worked out for me in the end. Do you think you would have had a Heisman chance if you stayed another year? Oh, my gosh. Would I? I mean, you look at the guys that left at that time. It was just all pretty much all skill position guys. And the offensive line had already gelled. So it was like, oh, man, another year. I think we ended up going to the Sun Bowl my junior year, my last year there. We played UCLA, and I'm like, wow, okay, well, then you get the buzz. Okay, well, you can, you know, you got the potential to do this, do this, and you do that. So it was a long thought process to make the switch to leave, but at the end, I felt I needed to make the right decision for myself and my family at that time. But giving me a, another year, uh, I, I really think I could have put up some crazy numbers. 
looking at how AD came in and went off. And AD was amazing. Like, and he, I don't think he'd get as much credit as he should. But, I mean, all the backs that has come through there, you know, you give credit where credit was due. But I think AD should have been at least – because I, I remember, I think he got drafted by the Colts or something mm-hmm. um, very late. But AD should have been right up there in the top. And you go down the list and guys that, you know, got their opportunities. But, you know, at the end of the day, I believe that if I would have stayed another year, I could have really had a legitimate Heisman campaign. Because there are a lot of good dudes we mentioned. Al Johnson, Ben Johnson, Marcanelli. Yeah. Yes. You had Canelli, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had guys. Yeah. Even oh, so yeah. Bryson was on the defense. Yeah, we, Jeff we had the team. We had the team. Yeah, Jeff was there. Jeff, I think Jeff is still there. Jeff was probably one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my ever. life. Yeah, Jeff is ever. just like you put him in anywhere. I told him, Jeff, you can we can put you in the middle of nowhere and you'll make friends. <laughs> make friends. He's the nicest human being. Yeah. And on the field, he was good. He yeah. hit hard. Yeah. yeah. You might, uh, and he loved his. He loved like his guys. Yeah, he did. But we played he some team. Did. We played some team. I've never been a part of this before. I was on the punt team. He was mm-hmm. the personal protector. We're playing some team that we were killing them in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And he's like, you know, um, solid left, you know, something right. I don't know, whatever the <laughs> things were, um, whatever the calls were, I can't remember. And he's like, hey, guys, just don't even rush. You're losing by so much. It's not worth it. Like, don't try to block. I was dying. Like, hey, Jeff. He's like, dude, who cares? Like, it's game's yeah. over. Yeah. And he's like, you know, ready, ready. And then <laughs> so yeah. I was like, dude, Jeff. I can't stop laughing. Like running down the field and laughing, <laughs> laughing hysterically yeah, at that. Yeah, that's crazy. What well, oh, difficult man. job. So it's difficult job. So what yeah. so first off, I one, I think looking back, like when I was there, I would say, Yeah, I was like, you know, dang, Mike, like I want to be there with you. Yeah. But looking at the guys now and how mm-hmm. important your body is and how your longevity is not yeah. known. Yeah. I think you made the right choice. Although at the time, people would probably like, dude, that's a horrible choice. Yeah, well, again, you look back at it. I was a cold tub. I was anti-cold tub until I got to the league. <laughs> I was like, look, I don't need ice. I'm good because I would go lift. And that was the thing for me. But as time went on, you don't really understand taking care of your body. I think guys understand it more now than back then because I remember guys would just after a game and they go and just drink the whole night. You see them the next day, and they're they're in the weight room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're in a Who's that guy with two thumbs? That's me. Yeah, sloppy drunk, but they come in the weight room the next day, and I mean, just banging our weights, and you can smell it on them. It's like, man, oh yeah, I had a wild night, but you're in there lifting. But at the end of the day, I think now the diets, everything that that's accessible to guys. I mean, yeah, we had. The um the training room as far as going in and get taped up, you get uh what do they call that the little ice and stem, you get a boot. Ice, yeah. I, ice and stem. I oh my gosh. If somebody said that to me today, I would scream. I hate that. <laughs> I had ice and stem, stem two <laughs> hours ago as we were recording this. So I would, no. I would scream. <laughs> no, that never worked. Everybody would always ice and stem. That was the way to get guys ice and stem, ice and stem. But at the end of the day, it was a part of a way of taking care of your body, but they have so much now, so much more so than much. what we had. But the thing is, we thought recklessly with our minds. We just wanted to go out and just pound it in. But now 
again, with everything that's evolved in football and taking care of your bodies, taking care of your brain, it has developed so much. Now it's more of a, an awareness thing. Now you get to see why, you know, guys can play a lot longer. I mean, I look back when we had training camp. I mean, we had three practices a day. And it was two padded practice. And you're lucky if you didn't piss the coach off, then it would be three padded practices. But again, they scale back and guys are thinking more about their bodies than what we thought about. Because we were just reckless abandons. And we knew that if we beat our bodies up, go lift out the soreness, we're going to be fine. Some guys cold tub, some guys ice and stem. I would take the heat any day but you know the cold ice but at the end of the day i'm just thankful too i didn't have a big injury time in college i mean i took care of my body well enough and i think track helped me with that because you know you're constantly stretching you're constantly moving and with our lifting program with track and with football it really gave me longevity you know in college to where i really didn't get injured i mean i went to the combine and i had a piece of paper and it's like, wait, is this a joke? You know, most guys go in, their medical list is like this big, but I had an ankle sprain and <laughs> that was it. And they like, wow, so what did you do? How did you, how did you, how did you mastermind this? But again, like you said, taking care of your bodies, eating right, uh, lifting, stretching, doing all those things. Now it's even more, you know, um, in today's game. I couldn't agree more. I know we're running out of time. I would, yeah. I just want to hear, about your time in the NFL, like you get, you know, you got drafted, like yeah. what's it feel like on draft day? And then you, know you got to, yeah. Or the whole it, thing, like what's that was, whole experience? It, like? it was an amazing experience. Uh, you know, you get invited to New York, but you know, I was one of those guys just didn't really, I wasn't a limelight person, but at the end of the day you get drafted and it's like, wow, it's starting all over again. But now it's not college it's pro. Now it's like you have to be in it for what you're in it for. And you, you're you trying to make a living. You're trying to survive each and every year because at each and every time, every year that you're drafted, that somebody else is drafted, they're trying to replace you. They're trying to get rid of your salary. So you have to make your mark. And I think I had a, a, a decent uh, professional career. Um, I did my five years in Minnesota. I, I bounced around. Uh, I actually signed with the Saints and then got traded to Kansas City, which I ended up loving Kansas City. It was a great football town and then left Kansas City to Tampa. Tampa was amazing. I mean, everybody loves South Florida or Florida, period. Uh, from Tampa to San Diego. And now it's like the California thing. It's like, wow, it's really different out here. Um, and then uh, from there to Oakland and to cap it all off. I did retire the way I wanted to. I wanted to walk away from the game the way I wanted to. But, you know, at the end of the day, you get hurt. Like my knees were swelling up like balloons and they were draining them and I have to take this and do all of that. But at the end of the day, I really wanted one of those gold jackets or Super Bowl ring. I'll take either one. But I got Rose Bowl rings. I got, you know, forever badger on my heart. And that will always be home. Listen, you know what? You made it way further than... I did and thousands of pounds, tens of thousands. Yeah, so it's it's um it's well, just it's, a testament to yeah, you, man. It's, yeah, it's well, awesome. It's, it's beating the odds. It's doing the best that you can at that time. And when you're given that opportunity, you take advantage of it. You know, I look at a running back's career, three to 
three to five years. But, you know, with injuries now, it, it, it stays right there in that bubble. But to get 10 years in and, and I feel like I said, if I could have walked out of my own, I could at least did 12 or 13 years. But at the end of the day, a great career. I'm happy a childhood dream come true. And I have, you know, Wisconsin, I have a, a, a plethora of linemen. Uh, coaches and everything to always just thank, you know, for the opportunity and just the one little block again against Oregon. I'll take you back to, I think it was 2000 against Oregon. I had 10 yards at halftime and I'm in there like, dude, what, what are we doing? This is my first time ever flipping out. And then I come out and run for 290 in the second half and we win the game. And it's like, okay, this is what it's all about. You know, definitely. Okay, so I know we got to get you out of here in just a second. I'm going to hit you with okay, a couple cool. real fast, rapid-fire questions. So, gotcha. Um, favorite run play? Favorite run play? Oh, my God. We ran power, and I love power because I could just get in between the biggest guys that we had, whichever side it was on, power was my play. So we know Michael Bennett's the, fa- you know, the fastest man with the ball in his hands, but you and Ed Reed are in the open field. You can't run around him. Juke, spin, move, or other to get around him. Uh, you know what? Because I could jump. I'm thinking of like the hurdle. I love it. I so, love it. So, okay. Who is, um, what's the hardest hit you ever took? Oh, Brian Erlocker knocked me out off a screenplay and I saw it coming. We were winning the game, uh, but he knocked me out cold in the air, hit the ground, woke up and went to their sideline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Biggest freak in the weight room, whether college or pro. Uh, Darren Sproles. Really? Yeah. Pound for pound, the mightiest, mighty might I've ever seen. Definitely. Yeah. Besides Michael Bennett, who's the fastest football player that's ever played on a team that you've been on? Oh, gosh. Ooh, Randy Moss. Who? Okay. Who Who wins in a 40? You or Randy? Oh, uh, me, of course. Please. Okay. <laughs> yes. I think we're going to, I think we're going to leave that right there. That's then. Awesome. I think that's Definitely. the right place to leave it. Listen, Definitely. Michael. Uh, what what are you up to these days? Where can you know people find you? Know you? Keep no, up with you. I, I have a full time uh, job uh, raising uh, my, my my daughter here. Um, she wants to say hi, so she can come on in here. You can say hi to the oh. guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so just a full time dad, and uh, you know, I'm a soccer dad now, and uh, you know, my sons are in Florida. They're doing really good. So just you know, dad on both ends. And uh, just enjoying and embracing that. Beautiful. Good for you. Good Beautiful. For you. A couple of girl dads just chopping it up, you two. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it's good. <laughs> Dude, you're going to have to give me some tips for soccer. I, it's not easy to watch. but I'm, I'm learning on the fly, but thankfully she has my speed, and it, that's all I need. That's all that matters. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell my daughter to run away from, from that. <laughs> Any of the Bennett's out there. To Michael, really, thank you so much uh, for chopping it up with us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's a true honor to be, you know, speaking to you in, in this Definitely. in this way. Like one of my favorite backs at Wisconsin yeah. of all time. Great, brother. Thank you. You're so much. one I of the really reasons I started watching. So right, well, started, I had to start watching. I was gonna go on the team. I need to know yeah, these dudes right. were, but yes, sir. Um, and then you signed that jersey for me, and I was like, I'm in love. Cool. Like you're just the my guy. Um, so thank you so yes. much. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. And I love what you guys are doing. Keep up the great work. And I hope I can get back on another segment. Uh, yes, sir. One, you know, one day here in the future. We, okay, well, uh, the goal for me is still to get uh, Coach Brian White on with a bunch of the former running backs. So I would love that. And I would have my bubble gum right here just to tease. <laughs> <laughs> 
that brings back like camp memories, which I yeah. don't love, but I do love those memories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks again uh, for tuning into the Believe in Badger football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by betonline.ag. He's the Hebrew hammer, Matt Bernstein. I'm Matt Perkins. <laughs> this is Michael Bennett. It was awesome. And until next Thank time, you. on Wisconsin. All right, right Wisconsin. Them W's. Believe that. Yes, <laughs> sir. Right, right here. Yes. Oh, I love it. In the flesh. I love it. <laughs> Great. Mike B, you're the best, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the time. Keep up with the amazing work. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Badgers. That's B-L-E-A-V in Badgers. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page for full videos of our podcasts. The show is produced by Matt Perkins and Matt Bernstein with audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Our theme music is by Matt Blaustein. Thanks again for listening and on Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.